0: Welcome to Fireside, your source for discussions on not only the latest and greatest from Sitecore, but also helpful tips and tricks. I'm your host and Sitecore MVP, Josh Hover. Today, we're gonna to talk a little bit more about CDP and Personalize and go into a little bit of a deeper dive. First, I'd like to introduce our guests for today. We have joining us, Rodrigo Poplau and Tiffany Laster.
1: Thanks for having Hello. us.
0: I like your pronunciation of my name. Thank you. I I was working on it. I I wanted to at least try to nail that. Well, welcome back. I know in our last episode, we had talked a little bit more about CDP and Personalize. And really, we covered off a little bit more about what the benefits were, as well as why you would want to use those and some of the considerations. So anyone that's listening that wants to have more of an overview of what CDP and Personalize is, I will drop a link uh, in the post so that you can link back to that and take a look. Let's first, while we're thinking about taking that deeper dive into CDP and Personalize, let's look at maybe the the personalization maturity model. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about the, the capabilities between CDP and Personalize.
1: Yeah, so um, personalize, uh, personalization maturity model, and I think everybody has seen some type of form of a maturity model before, but uh, the five common stages that you have of a maturity model is crawl, walk, run, and fly, and then the fifth one is usually a nurture state, so that's when you have honed in on all the capabilities and enhancements that you have of your technology, and it's just kind of in this nurture state. Um, And what we've been working on, um, just from a strategy standpoint, is defining what pillars go into this maturity model, Um, and and some of the ones that we've defined, especially for Sitecore products and what might make a a successful personalization model is really four pillars um, that it surrounds, and it's strategy, culture, technology, and impact. Um, So, obviously, with the strategy, you're defining your use cases, uh, your focus areas for optimization, um, covering any privacy concerns, and maximizing your return on investment from your optimization program. It is an investment. You're buying the technology. You are um, bringing in partners or you have your internal resources that are fully dedicated to this program. It's really important to define that strategy and what you're trying to get out of it.
0: I really like the the model that you brought up about crawl, walk, run. I think so many people look at personalization as a, a big daunting project, and really segmenting it out and breaking it into uh, to easier chunks to digest. I think is a, a much better approach.
1: Definitely, you're you're definitely not going to hit the ground flying. Uh, you definitely want to start from the ground up and making sure that you have good practices from your foundation, which is why you see those stages uh, set up the way they are. So I think it's really important for companies that are starting this investment to also know that this is a process, but the return on investment that you get at the end is definitely worth that journey. Um, And and it's just something that we've been trying to help clients guide through and making sure that they understand not only what the stages are of the maturity model, but what they should be focusing on to move up in the maturity model as well. Um, So again, like I said, a few of them that I've kind of defined here is definitely culture. You want to make sure your operational model supports this, and if not, what partners are you going to bring in? Are you going to need some um, additional developers or strategists or just even having a third um, non-biased opinion that isn't internal that can help you uh, create a roadmap uh, to success? So the culture focuses around that and making sure that you have buy-in. That can support the optimization uh, program as well. And then technology. Do you have the technology in your tech stack to support uh, your demands and challenges with optimization? Um, so a few areas that I look at are integrations. Can it integrate with your CMS, with your mobile, map, uh, mobile app? Can it be integrated with your CRM? um and pull data and leverage business logic from other technologies that's what we're trying to do is making sure that it can all marry well together here and then obviously the biggest one uh is your impact you know the the initial investment is to make sure that um you are seeing your business impact you're seeing an increase in conversions and engagement on your website so making sure that you have those KPIs defined, the reporting's accessible and help, and ultimately the impact is also helping drive your strategy, culture, and technology. So these these four pillars are working together to make sure you're moving, again, just across that maturity model. So it's something that we've been, uh, again, helping just work with clients on and making sure that they have a good guide with this with this optimization journey.
2: Rodrigo, any thoughts? Wow, that's a lot. I like as well the concept of uh, starting small because uh, the concept of personalization uh, can uh, be scary sometimes. If you think, especially if you take for uh, as a basis cases that you already know and people are doing amazing things with personalization, the concept of starting small is very important because it will get you quick started and Knowing that this is a journey and uh, not a package that you just put inside a a box and and deliver, it's very important. Uh, I used to say this is like, uh, you know, it's like cutting grasses. You, You have to do that every day and then reassess from the results that you collected. Because when you're personalizing something, we're trying to increase uh, in the end uh, engagement or value mm-hmm. right and right. Uh, you have to do the personalization and test if that's really increasing or not and then from there you fine turn. and uh, I think that's the exciting part of that and most people don't understand most companies want to you know like a I want a personalization project and it's actually a journey that has to be across all your content operations and marketing bridge.
0: You brought up a really good point, and that's, you know, in the small segments and chunks, rather than coming up with this strategy where you're not going to really fully understand the engagement until it's already in place, by taking this smaller step approach, you have the ability to do the incremental releases of personalization and then measure the success so that in more of an agile fashion you're able to i guess evaluate what those results are and and look at how you need to evaluate what your personalization strategy is
1: and i think that's where the impact pillar comes in is at each of these stages you you have your defined KPIs and uh you're you're definitely going to see business impact even at a crawl and walk stage. I think that's one really big call out that a lot of organizations miss is that if they don't feel like they're in the fly or nurture state, is that they're not going to see business impacts, but they definitely will. You will see a conversion rate. You will see better user engagement um With the users that you're personalizing with and experimenting with, and it, it is creating that human connection that's really important here, and that happens across all these stages. So starting at a crawl and walk state is is really great, and and you're going to see that impact.
2: Tiffany, I have a question for you. your opinion, uh, if, uh, if a company uh, has like a website that is totally static, and they want to start personalizing things. What will be the initial steps of the assessment for the crawl phase?
1: When we're first starting assessment, uh, we definitely look at all the data that we can. So if you have Google Analytics, we'll drop a hot jar code on your website and collect data for a month and really watch how user behaves because what we're trying to do is shift to more of a data driven mindset so instead of just throwing darts at a board and wondering oh well like i think that this is going to help this user click on the donate now button or this is going to fill out a form we really look at where the highest impact areas are on your website. Where are you losing them the most? Where are your pain points, your friction points? And then we really start testing and personalizing in those areas. Those are going to be your quickest wins, again, your highest impact, and that you're ultimately going to see very quick conversions. Because if you see that people are dropping off, let's say, a contact form halfway through, that, that's a pretty big business impact. You're losing 50% of. Possible mm-hmm. leads on your website, um, so that is where we'll focus on, and we'll we'll come up with some hypotheses of why those contact forms aren't filling out. And this is where Hotjar can really kind of fill in those gaps that Google Analytics might not have, because Hotjar shows you the user experience. You have those user recordings. Are they clicking on a button and they're just not getting any response from the website? So those kind of items and those kind of data is something that we definitely look at initially. And then we create that backlog of items and we prioritize it based on what's gonna have the highest impact on your website. And that that's usually our first step um, is looking at the data, creating that backlog, and then starting with some basic experimentation or personalization with the products that you have currently in your tech stack.
0: I think I think that approach makes a lot of sense and being able to develop that maturity model early on um, makes sense so you can determine what your roadmap roadmap and path is going to be as you enter that personalization strategy.
1: Definitely. And and I think it makes it a little bit more digestible um, when you break it up like that. They're not seeing this whole new platform they have to implement. It's it's quick, easy and wins that we can implement with the crawl phase, essentially. And then later on the road, we can fold in more complex technologies, like maybe a CDP, or maybe you do need Sitecore personalized and items like that. So we try to take advantage of what you have currently during the crawl phase.
0: Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you on that. So XM Cloud has gained quite a bit of of traction in the market space, and that's the direction that Sitecore has cemented their roots as far as technology that they're moving forward with. Let's talk a little bit more about personalization with XM Cloud.
2: Just like uh, the predecessor uh, XM itself, uh, XM Cloud doesn't have an XDB, a database of contacts and and interactions. And uh, that doesn't mean you don't have the capability to personalize. You still can personalize with all the rules that you used to have in the XM platform itself uh the issue is that it doesn't give you any uh session in, session personalization meaning that uh you the problem here is that you don't have any historical personalization so because the system not saving any data about past interactions only the ones that are in the session are are well, let's say uh, there available for you to personalize and also you don't have things that you used to have in XP, like goals, engagement values, engagement points, uh, profiles. Uh, because of that, you are limited in comparison to what you have used to have in XP. And to have that second part where you have the historical data is that you need a second tool like Sitecore Personalize, for instance. So people say that it's quite limited when comparing to the XP, uh, but uh, to have the, that extra capability, you need this uh, another product, which has everything to do with the composability concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I would assume that, that
0: while you're having the separation between personalized and XM Cloud, you're, gonna need, you're going to need to have a connector in between those two, right?
2: That's a very good point. Uh, one common issue, uh, challenge involved when using personalized highcore personalized with any other uh, CMS is that you start to get tempted to paste content inside mm-hmm. the personalized tool, uh, meaning that you will uh, sometimes inject HTML markup, and you have some of the content there. And now you have content in the CMS and content in the site core personalized, which is uh, not uh, very desirable, of course, because personalized is supposed to keep the business logic behind the personalization only and not content. Uh, and I think you are talking, uh, you're calling this for the personalized connector that my team built in the in the last uh, Sitecore Hackathon. Uh, nice. was a very exciting tool to put together, especially in 24 hours. And uh, the whole idea is exactly that, uh, to um, allow you to, with very little effort, to be able to define any content that you'll be using inside Core Personalize from the Sitecore CMS itself. And uh, you keep the whole logic untouched. And you have a lot of helpers in the JavaScript side to uh, take the data, the appropriated data from the CMS, and inject in the experiments. Uh, so by using this and the experiments that we have been doing, uh, you uh, keep uh, the that separation of concerns, and, and at the same time, the uh, less confusion when you are managing your content. So Mm -hmm. because you know exactly where the content is, uh, you go to the CMS, whatever it is, the connector works with XM Cloud, but also with XP and XM platform. Uh, And, you know, the logic will be uh, always in personalized only. Yeah, it's it's exciting to have that separation
0: of responsibility between each of the systems, especially as you're looking at a composable stack.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that uh, the tool that we put together, the same concept, because it's based on JavaScript, uh, the same concept can be applied to any kind of rendering strategy, whatever it is. It can be headless, can be MV- server-side MVC. It can also be adapted. The same concept to any other CMSs, as the uh, idea uh, is uh, quite the, can be generalized for that purpose.
0: Anytime you're able to to complete a piece of functionality within the hackathon is always impressive, but seeing the the connector for Personalized and XM Cloud uh, in that time is is extremely impressive as well. So I'm I'm sure that was exciting for you and your team to be able to help deliver some of those capabilities.
2: That's true. Yes, and one of the things that we're very proud of is that the same team is uh, joining hackathons since 2017. It's very hard to deliver something. Uh, it's only 24 hours. It's a mm-hmm. time time management challenge as well. And uh, we're just to give you one idea only 30% of the teams are delivering something that is considered valid uh, for the competition. Uh, normally, 100 teams apply, only 30 will deliver something in different categories. Uh, so being able to deliver anything in 24 hours is uh, a reason for proud and being able to do that for seven years in a row uh, in a row is of course much bigger and of course uh, i didn't mention for to keep a little humble but we won twice <laughs> so that's uh, also one reason for proud
0: nice that's it's always good when you you have a team and you can keep that rhythm together because i know that Anytime you introduce a, a new team and working together, you know there's there's little kinks that you have to work out, and whenever you can do something multiple years in a row, definitely helps streamline your your own internal efficiencies. Looking at, at connectors, I, I I'm excited to see what your connector looks like, but I know that um, Sitecore's Connect also would would help support that as well as well as other connectors that are out there as well. And I, I don't want to make today's focus around uh, connectors between any of the, the Sitecore products, but um, you know, thank you for sharing about your, your contribution. That was really neat.
2: I think one of the things that I keep hearing, and I want to listen from Tiffany about that as well, is that sometimes XM Cloud personalization can be too too little as we spoke about the limitations but Sitecore Personalized can be too much. So (laughs) that is a common complaint, uh, and uh, I would like to bring this
0: subject. I've definitely heard that before as well, that Personalize offers quite a bit, and it's a jump going between XM Cloud, where your features are more limited, and then Personalize, where you have a plethora of, um, of options.
1: Um, XM Cloud can cover just referring back to that maturity model and what we were kind of discussing earlier, can cover like that crawl and walk phase. Um, you have contextual-based personalization that can be placed, and then um, some simple logic of uh, did, maybe they visited this particular page or behavior. But really, when you're ready to start personalizing based on behavior and personas and those type of characteristics, that's when you want to fold something in like Sitecore Personalize and maybe even take it a step further and in folding into something like Customer Data Platform. And where CDP comes into a big play in the maturity model and the optimization program Program And when you should really add that to the tech stack is when you want a full 360 degree view of your customer and how they're interacting across multiple different platforms um, in your digital space. So your social media, uh, your email service provider, maybe if you have an e-commerce and you want to take that data and drive personalization, that's where it becomes really crucial to fold into something like Sitecore Personalize and um, CDP.
2: She, I'm just saying she's
1: awesome. us. <laughs> 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 Tiffany, you're a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> I I try, but I I also learn from everybody, like Josh and you, Rodrigo, and you know people like Martin Miles and DSF and Megan Jensen. I I mean, it is uh it's a pool of knowledge really, and being able to work with intelligent, and smart people like yourself, I really have to to say that it's been a really great community to be a part of and learn. I mean, I think we're all kind of in the same boat of just researching and trying to consume all the knowledge as much as possible with all these new products rolling out, so.
0: Yeah, agreed, and I think that's a part of, of what today's journey is is about in our discussion is how do these these new composable stack technologies work together and hopefully helping solve that equation for others as well. Well, I think that that wraps up our session today on a deeper dive into SiteCore CDP and Personalize. I'd like to give a special thanks to both Tiffany and Rodrigo for joining me on today's show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having us. This is another fantastic conversation and I really enjoy uh, being able to chat with you and Rodrigo. It's it's great.
2: Thank you so much for having us, Josh. Uh, It was amazing. I'm so happy to know that the first edition was of this conversation was a success and I hope the public will enjoy as much as uh, the three of us enjoyed to put together this one. Thanks so much, Tiffany and Josh.
0: Thank you both as well. It was a a, a exciting and engaging conversation today. All right. I'm your host, Josh Hover. Thanks for joining today's podcast. Stay tuned for future sessions.